You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. He wants us to do it in what? He wants everything that we do in love, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it, love. Amen, hallelujah. You know, everything has to be driven by this banner. Uh, this week, amen, I was going to present the banner, but I got, I got a, a good friend of mine, Pastor Carlos, is going to come minister the word. And so we're going to do it on Super Soul Sunday, amen. I'm real, the new, the new banner, I got the banner. It's going to be exciting, amen. It's going to be challenging. But right now, but this, this word has to always be in our hearts. So everything that we do has to be in love. Somebody say in love. Man, it has to be in love and it has to be motivated and driven by love. And so we got to keep that in mind. If we're going to get on through our breakthroughs, if God's going to give us our harvest, and the things that we do for the kingdom of God has to be by love. You know, when I went out through the ministry, I mean, I was just having a great time because I love what I do. I love living for the Lord. I love preaching for the Lord. I love just doing whatever I can do. Uh, amen. Uh, it was a draining couple of days, amen, that first night almost knocked me out, amen. But the altars were packed and it was just, but God moved and gave me the strength and, and thank God, amen, for, for, my, for Brother Derek, amen, who was just behind me, passing me water, passing me the mic, amen. And it was just, it was amazing how, how I was just working, the ushers there. I mean, I, I, I never had it done like that. It was just amazing. God, God was just moving in, 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 it was like a teamwork with their, their church and everything else and just had a great time, but, but it was all because of love. And somebody say amen. So why don't we all stand up tonight, amen, and get ready to receive the word of God today. You know, uh, how many are here to receive? Come on, hopefully you didn't just show up and say, you know what, hey, pastor, I'm here. I'm here, okay. No, no, I, hopefully you're here to receive. Come on, how many want something tonight? Come on, I'm telling you, if you come with a desire that I want something, you'll leave with something. If you're coming here to try to do God a favor, showing up, let me tell you, that's not going to win you no points. But I believe that the points that you need to have is that, you know what, I've come to get something. I've come to receive something. I want something deposited inside my life that will help me. Somebody say, help me in 2018. Amen. So let's just ask for the Lord to bless us, amen, and receive the word of God. Come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for tonight, Lord. I thank you for those that have come out, Lord. What a good crowd today, Father God, on this Wednesday night plug-in service. And I pray, Lord, that we're just not punching in the clock, Lord. But, Lord, we come to receive instruction and direction from you, Father. And so I pray right now that you minister to us, Father. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and be part of this service. I pray, Father God, for those that, that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say. Let them leave this place different, renewed in spirit, Lord. And, Father, something dropped in their spirit that they can use, Father God, that will motivate them to do more for you in 2018. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. And all of God's people say Amen. I want you to give somebody a high five and say, I'm glad you're here today. Come on. 
High five somebody. Don't slap them. High five them. Come on. Go ahead and grab a seat today. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want you to point to two people and say, hey, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Two people. Not three. Two. See, you guys don't even follow instructions right. Two people. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on, we are here. PCLV is here to win the loss. Can somebody say amen? Come on, here. we're here to build through discipleship. We're here to serve in the local church. And we are here to send. Come on, one day we are going to send somebody. We're going to plant a church. Come on, anybody excited about that? Come on, we're here, amen. This is what we're here to do, amen. We're going to win the loss. And we're going to build them through discipleship, amen. And we're going to serve in the church, amen. And eventually someone will go out to do something for the kingdom of God, amen. Whether it be here, whether it be in another city, another state, I mean, maybe even another nation. Come on, somebody. Come on. Are you guys excited today? Come on, man, I might as well go for another where I was, amen. Come on, anyone excited here? Hallelujah. Wow. <laughs> then we got like, woo. <laughs> Wednesday night, amen. Praise the Lord. I love you guys. You know why? Because you're faithful. You're faithful. I know it's a tiring week, amen. I worked all day too, amen. But you know what excites me is Jesus. You know, coming to his house excites me. To come to worship God excites me, amen. Because why? We have to be driven by love, church. Love has to keep you here. Love keeps your hands up. Love keeps you excited. Can somebody say amen? Come on, it's all about being a servant in the kingdom of God and building his house. Somebody say his house. Come on, building it together, amen, with everyone doing their part. Somebody say my part. How many know that you got a part? Everybody here has a part in building the kingdom of God, amen. Workers that will rise up and serve wholeheartedly. How I many know that we're, we're, we need people that will serve wholeheartedly? Come on, I'm not looking for part-time Christians, amen, when we serve a full-time devil. Come on, there's a full-time devil that's out there serving, and he's, he's out there, amen. We don't serve a full-time devil. But he's out there. He's devoted to what he needs to do. And how many know that we need to be wholeheartedly in what we do? Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. It's not about position. It's not about title but about being a person of action. God has also challenged us to go back, as I said, to our first love. Amen. If we lost something, church, if you're just here, amen, because this is what you need to do and you don't want to go to hell, and, and, and you're just here, you're not motivated, you don't love nobody no more, you don't even hug no one no more, come on, we, we don't, we don't we, then we lost this. We lost some love. You know, that's what, that's what, that, that's what the, uh, the church of uh, Ephesus got rebuked. If we look in Revelation chapter 2, verse five, 4 and 5, it says this, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works that you did first. Amen. If you don't repent, I will come and remove the lampstand from its place from among the churches. See, God is telling us that we need to go back. And so if we're here and we're just here and, and, and there's really not a love for one another, then you've forgotten that. He says here, he goes, I have this complaint against you. You don't love me, talking about God, 
or each other, your brother and sisters, as you did before. Come on, you remember how happy you used to be when you used to see each other? Now you're like, oh, they're here. <laughs> Hello, come on. Come on. I, you know, we, we, we got to go back to loving each other, man. You know, I love to go around and say, hey, it's good to see you. High five somebody. You know, play around a little bit and it's good. You know, these girls I haven't seen since last year. Amen. I say, hey, I haven't seen you since last year. <laughs> you know, it's a new year. Amen. Some of us, we haven't seen each other for a year. Amen. But, but you know what? We need to simply do and not say I'm not ready. But seek his kingdom first. Come on. Matthew 6.33 says, but if you seek his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things will be given to you as well. Brother uh, Josh, can you lower my mic just a little bit? It's number one. Just a little, tad little. The question is, what are you going to do in 2018? What are you going to do? My, my, my wife's talking about vision, having a vision board, having something that you can shoot for. Come on, are you thinking what you want to do in 2018? Anyone thinking here? Come on, are you, do you have plans? Well, come on, help me. I need some help, amen, with this crowd, amen. Come on, do you have any plans for 2018? Uh, come on, are you just going another year? Uh, are you just coming and say, well, we'll just see what happens? Or, or do you have some goals that you're shooting for, for your home, for your marriage, for your children, uh, for the things that you want to do for the kingdom of God? So you've got to have some vision, church. You've got to have some goals, amen. You can't just float in. Uh, I know that the end of 2017 coming into this year, I know that some of you guys were thinking some things, but three weeks in, uh, is it gone? Come on, have we lost what we're shooting for? Come on, I know that new people are going and saying, I got to try something new. I need to make a new change. I got to do something. So people are going, and we got some people coming into the church saying, you know what, I want some new direction, amen. But you got to keep focus on that church because you can just go back to who you were. Just floating, just, just here, and there's no joy. And so there has to be something that, that we need to do. But the question is, are you ready? Come on, is anyone ready? You've you got to be ready for this, amen. You can't just say, I'm not ready yet. Matthew chapter 10, verse 8 says, freely you have received, freely give. Come on, has anyone received anything here? Come on, has the Lord gave you anything? Come on, he has given us the tools. He has given us everything, amen. Uh, he comes up, amen, and, and the word comes over this pulpit, amen, uh, equipping you uh, and helping you uh, to motivate you to do something for God and live right for God. And that the benefits of, as you obey, he releases blessings. And so God has something for each one of us, amen. Uh, so as you freely give, uh, receive, he says to freely what? Give. But before that, Jesus says this in that scripture, in that same scripture before Matthew 10, 8. Jesus says, go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. And as you go, proclaim this message, the kingdom of heaven is near. How many know that God's coming back? Come on. We, we can't forget that, church. God is coming back. His kingdom is near every single day. Tomorrow, even get more closer. The day after that, even more closer. Next week, we get even closer. It's not a heavy, heavy church. <laughs> We're getting closer to him coming back. 
And so we have to preach this message, amen. We, we have to be ready, amen, to do what we need to do in the kingdom of God and ask and go out to the byways and tell our coworkers, our friends and family, the kingdom of heaven is near. And it says to go on and go heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those that have leprosy, drive out demons, amen, freely you have received, freely give. It's time to give back, church. The world needs something. The world's looking for something, and you got it. Come on, say, I got it. You got it. Come on, God is giving you something. If you've been saved just a little while, you still receive something. Come on, it doesn't matter. You know, as soon as you come in, God has received. I mean, right when you got in and came to the altar, you received salvation. Now you can freely give that salvation. Say, this is what happened in my life, amen. I, I was down and out. I wanted to start something new in 2018. I, I went to this little church on the corner, amen, uh, in the corner of Trop and Pecos, amen. I came to the altar, gave my life to Jesus, amen. He gave me forgiveness. Uh, he forgave me. He, he set me free. Uh, he gave me salvation, amen. Now you receive that. You can give that to somebody just like that. It doesn't matter how long you're saved one day. Now you can give something back. You know, as you receive instruction and you receive the the word of God, it's not for you to get fat. Come on. You got to give it out. You got to give it back. What you receive, you got to give. Can somebody say amen? But the question is, are you ready to serve? Are you ready to do this? I'm ready. (laughs) Come on, we need to be ready, amen. We need to, you know what? This is heaven or bust, man. This is it, man. I draw my line, amen. No turning back. I'm going all the way. You got to make a decision what you want to do for God, amen. You can't play the fence, amen. You can't compromise no more. It comes a time and season in our Christian walk that we need to make a choice. I'm ready. Let's go. Come on. If you want all the benefits of God, amen, then then you're going to have to serve. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to... Give back what God has given you. It's not time to complain. It's not time to give up or time to slow down. It's time to get busy. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Come on. I, I, hey, I know we're tired, but the kingdom of God is run by tired men. It's time to get busy. Come on, we can't complain. Ah, blah, blah. This sucks. God's not doing this and my marriage still sucks. Look at him. Look at her. You know, it's not, it's not time. The battle is not between us. We got to understand who we're fighting against, church. Amen. It's not time to slow down. Say, you know what? Can I just take a breather and sit down? You know the problem with people that sit down, taking a breather, they don't stand up. They get too comfortable here. Are you ready to serve again? Oh, I don't think so. I'm all right. I'll pass. Come on. It's, it's the truth. When, I, when people want to sit down and, and they're going through something, I know there's times and seasons that you, you need to sit down. But I, I say don't sit down too long because you'll get comfortable. Come on. It, it feels comfortable. I, I wish I can just come in to myself and just sit here and say, hey, somebody preach. <laughs> come on. I just want to come in and go home, man. That, 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 right? Come on. Am I the only one? But I can't do that. 
You know, we, we, I, I got to serve. God saves me to serve. You know, are you ready to serve? You know, we need, to, we need to announce it. You know what, I'm ready to serve. I can't just sit down. God saved me. He's done too much in my life for me to just sit down and not say nothing of what God has done in my life. But it's time to get busy. It's time to proclaim. It's time to go out there, amen, and preach the gospel. It's time to go out there and say, repent. The kingdom of God's at hand. Come on, do we care about people anymore, church? Come on, are, are we just sending people to hell? We, we need to preach the gospel or we lost that love for people if we're not telling somebody about Jesus. It's time, church, to surrender completely to God. God, my life doesn't belong to me anymore. It belongs to you. It's time for me to surrender everything, all my plans, all my dreams, all my desires for what you want from me. It's time to lay it down. Somebody say lay it down. Come on, completely surrender to God, surrender to the church that you belong to, and listen, for each other. You got to lay your life down for your brothers and sisters. Come on, we're here to serve. We're here to serve each other. Amen. It's time to give back. Freely you receive, freely give. Come on. If you've been here for some time, give it back, tightwad. <laughs> give something back. Come on. If you just got here, prepare to give. Don't keep it. You know, once you get a little strength, it's time to give it back. See, we're not nourished by what we take in. But we're also nourished by what we give out. Some may say, well, I'm not ready to serve yet. Then when? Because he's not going to wait for you for a long time. Because if you're not ready, he's going to give it to somebody else. It's really time for us to stand up and be who we need to be, church. Come on, well, I got too many, too many problems, Pastor. You know what? I'm going through all kinds of stuff. Well, welcome to the club. Come on. Come on, I still have problems. We all have problems. Come on, can I tell you something? We'll always have problems. Can somebody say amen? I've preached through problems. I've served through problems. I've stayed faithful through problems. I've continued to give through problems. Come on, that does not stop me because in this world you're going to have problems, church. There's not a church out there that says give your life to Jesus and you'll never have any problems. They're lying to you. Here we preach the truth, amen. Come on, you can say it on and say, welcome to some more problems, hallelujah. But you got a God that's going to help you through and serve you through. He's going to have your back and get you through your problems. John 16, 33, NIV says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have what? You will have what? But it says, take heart. I overcome the world. I've overcome the world, church. You're going to have problems. Problems are never going to go away. Come on. The church has problems. People have problems. Sinners have problems. Believers have problems. Everyone has problems. But I'm here to let you know that you can serve through your problems, church. Uh, come on, don't, don't use it as an excuse uh, to sit down, amen. Uh, come on, you serve through your problems, amen. Uh, come on, uh, if, every, if we couldn't serve through problems, no one would be serving. You can't use it as an excuse or use it as a crutch to lean on. I'm here to tell you, just serve.
It's time to serve, church. It's time to give up the problem thing. We say, I, I'm not ready yet. You know, you know, I still got some problems. Yeah, I, I got problems. Don't, don't, don't use that as an excuse. You got to serve through your problems. Can somebody say amen? What do you mean you can't vacuum because you have a problem? What was, why don't you sing through your problems, vacuum in, and just sing unto the Lord, amen. God, I got some problems, but I'm going to trust in you, hallelujah. Lord, you're my strength, you're my everything, Lord. Come on, don't tell me you can't do that while vacuum. Oh, I, I, I got problems, Pastor. <laughs> Come on, you can serve through your problems, church. Actually, grabbing a vacuum will actually take your mind off your problems for a little bit. Come on, focus on serving, amen. Grab that vacuum. I mean, what? I mean, look at Paul and Silas. Come on, they had a problem. Come on, they, they, something was hitting their lives, amen. But what did they do in their midnight hour? Did they just call it quits? Did they just give up? Did they just stop? Did they say, man, it's all over, amen, it's done, we're done, amen? No, they began to sing and worship and continue to serve through their problems, church. And because of that, God set them free. Come on, this is a God that you and I serve. Some of you got to have, have a song in your spirit. That when you're going through a problem, amen, you need to sing unto the Lord. Instead of you, you sing blues. Woe is me. Facebook, oh, it sucks. We start telling the space world that your God's not big enough for your problem. Why are you going to put God on blast like that? They'll say, well, I don't want to, what church do you go through? I don't want to go to that church. Because uh, they break down in problems. Church, we got to serve. I've gone through I've gone through hell even as a pastor, but it doesn't stop me from serving God. It doesn't stop me from giving what I need to give, doing what I need to do. We're all going to have problems, church. Anyone here can just stand up and say, man, i got no problems. <laughs> Brother Derek, amen. Oh, yes. oh okay. See, <laughs> 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 so you got no problems. He's walking out already. Now, 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 if you're in sin, that's a different story. People serving in ministry while sinning is a problem. It's a major problem. You're either going to, listen, you're either going to serve through your problems or your problems are going to serve you. Either way, you're going to have to serve, church. But if God has put something inside your heart and doing something for the kingdom of God, serving in the kingdom of God, and you have some problems, and you have some troubles, amen. Don't let that stop you, listen, from serving God, amen. See, as you serve God, listen, as you serve God, God works through your problems. I mean, there, there's times where I just get, got busy. I got doing what I need to do, serving the people, man, serving the church, amen, serving where I, the areas that I'm serving, and God's working on my problem on, behind the scenes, so sometimes you got to just serve along and say, you know what, God's going to take care of my problems as I serve. See, there's a lot of needs in the local church. Come on, but it's all about going back to that, what, first love. It's that love, amen. It's about humbling yourself and doing whatever he tells you to do, not just what you want to do. Amen. We need to feel the need 
Somebody say the need. We need to feel the need in the church, amen, because it's not about you. It's all about him. Come on, if you came thinking it's about you, it's not about you. It's all about the kingdom of God. It's about what we need to do for his him, amen. I need people. You know what I need? I need people to come to me and say, Pastor, what do you need? What do you need? Where can I serve? What can I do that will benefit the kingdom of God? What, would, what can I do that will advance this church a little further? What can I do to make it a little stronger? I, I love the people that come to me and say, what can I do? Where can I serve? Where is the need? That's what we need today, church, is people that will fill in a need. I'm telling you, take a look around our church. Through the course of the beginning to the end. And if you can't see a need then you're looking selfishly because you can look around the church and say, there's a need right there. There's a need right here. There's a need right now. There's needs all that surround us, church. But sometimes if we come in just for us, you won't see the need. If you just come in for you, you ain't going to see no need. But if you come in, God, what, where, where can I use? God, there's a need. I, I see a need there. God, I, I, I see a need there. You know, what, whatever it is, as you open your eyes, you'll see the need. Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30 says this in the NIV. I look for someone among who will build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not destroy it, but I found no one. God is always looking for someone to stand in the gap or to fill in the need. Someone that will fill in, you know, and say, God, here am I. Where do you want me? What do you need me to do, God? I'm here. Send me. See, the wall here in Ezekiel is not talking about a wall made of stones, but of faithful people united, forming a wall in their efforts against resisting evil. The wall had gaps. The wall had holes. And because there was no one who can lead the people back to God. No one, listen, was serving to repair. There was a need. And God was looking, looking around. Who will fill in this need? Who will fill in this gap right here? Who will bring my people back to me? And he looked and found no one. See, we need to serve and stand in the gap in order to make a difference, church. For God in this world. How I many know that you can make a difference? You can make a difference. You know, you can look, don't look at yourself, who, me? Yeah, you can make a difference. You know, when I started off, when you first got saved, you can make a difference to someone. What God has done in your life just by your testimony. Your testimony is probably the most powerful tool that you can use to reach the lost. Come on, you may not know the word a lot. You may not know scripture. You may not know John 3.16 or any, any scripture like that. But you got a testimony. Come on, you got a personal testimony that God has done in your life that you can minister to somebody to fill in a need, to win the loss. I mean, to make a difference in this world. It's time to give back and by going back to our first love and asking the Lord, what is it that you want me to do? When's the last time you asked God that? I mean, really, I know that you ask him for things for your life, 
I know that you ask him to bless you here and, and bless you there and, and take care of this. But when's the last time you say, God, you know what? I don't need nothing. What do you need from me? Where do you want me, God? What do you want me to fill in? God, open my eyes so that I can see the need in our church, that I can step in, that I can do. God, what do you need from me? When's the last time you ask God that? Or is it, give me. I need this. I need that. I need more money. I need you work on my marriage. I need all that. And there's nothing wrong with asking for those. But when's the time that you say, you know, God, I'm sorry. What do you need from me? What can I do for you? Saul, before he came, became Paul, said the same thing. Come on, when he was blinded on, on the road to Damascus, what did he say? Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Here's that his conversion. Here he gets saved right here. He gets saved. He meets, he meets Jesus on the road to Damascus and you ask him, the very first thing, this guy just got saved, the very first thing. What do you want me to do? I mean, that, that's so awesome. He didn't, he didn't ask for nothing else. He didn't ask for this. He didn't ask for that. He got saved. He meets Jesus. Who are you? I'm Jesus who you're persecuted. What do you want me to do? Right now, right, right away, wanted to serve. It's like going to the pastor. I, got, I get saved. Thank you, Jesus. I'm saved. Pastor, I want to be part of this church. What do you want me to do? What, what can I do? Can, can I vacuum? Can I throw the trash? Can, can I want to be part of this. What can I do to serve? God just set me free. Come on. God did something. I want to give back. It's time. I just receive, but I want to give back right here. God, what is it that you want me to do? All about being a servant of the Most High God Church. You see, the more time I spend with God, the more I want to do for God. <laughs> I mean, I spend time. I read His Word. God, I, I, I want to do some more. God, what can I do more? What 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 can I do here? You know, and He's been stretching me. Well, the men need discipleship. You you got to gather these men. Oh God, I, I got leaders and everything else. But no, no, you need to spend some time. You need to give someone your heart. You know what? Okay, God, I'll do that. God, what else do you want me to do? And he's just stretching and stretching as I'm going in 18, 2018. God, I'm knowing more in you. God, there's so much more I need to do. God, I want to do more. I want to do more for you. The question is, church, are you ready to serve? See, relationship establishes servanthood. You got to have a relationship with the master. You got no relationship, you're not going to have no desire. You're not going to have a drive, church. Once you start to fall in love with God and spend time with God, let me tell you, you'll ask him the same question that, that Saul, who became Paul, asked him, what is it that you want me to do? God, what, what, what can I do? What can I give back? I, I can never repay what you've done for me. We're not trying to do that. We're not trying to work our way to heaven. How many know that, you know, works without faith is dead, amen? We're not here, works don't get us in, church. It's a relationship with God. And so as we start doing our thing and we start to read the word, we build a relationship with him. And pretty soon he starts to show us, he starts to give us our heart's desires, not your desires. His desires in our heart to do something for the kingdom of God. You know, I got saved. My, my wife just wanted to save husband. That's all. That's all I ever want to do. I just want to, I want to get saved, man. I want my marriage back together. And God says, I got more for you. I said, God, what is it you want me to do? 
You want me to speak about my marriage? You want me to speak about my testimony that will help others? And I'll do that, Lord, whatever it is. And I did that. And I still do that, even as I minister, even as I go out, amen. God says, I want you to be a preacher. I want you to sell your house. I want you to move to, I want you to, move to Las Vegas. I say, let's go. I didn't hesitate. I didn't say, no, I don't know. No, no, I said, let's do it. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Because he says, I got a people there waiting for me. Imagine if I just said, no. You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here. I would not know you. You would not know this cool guy right here. <laughs> Everybody get ripped off. <laughs> See, you're smiling because it's true, huh? <laughs> but I simply do what God tells me to do, amen, and everything else just works in the plan. Was it hard, amen? Was it trouble? Did I still have problems? Yes, but I still served and served and served, amen. And God gave me the strength I needed, amen, to keep on going. And when love started to dissipate from me, he refilled it and reminded me, love me, love people, love me, love people. Keep doing what I told you to do. Keep serving, amen. I'll fill you up, amen. He brings a joy inside of us. Because you can't lose that, church. You can't lose the love, church. Come on, when you're coming and you feel dry and you feel you lost it. You got to repent. It says repent and get back. Get back to that first love. If not, I'm going to remove your gift. I'm going to remove the lampstand. I'm going to remove these things from you because you're not being a light for me. Even Jesus didn't come to be served, church, but to serve and give his life for it. He came to do the Father's will and only his will, church. Remember in the garden where he says, not my will, but what? Thy will be done. See, he came as a servant, not a king. He rode on a donkey, not a horse. He demonstrated servanthood with his life. See, we have to understand tonight that if we're going to serve in the local church, We've got to be willing to serve where the need is. Not willing to serve where, I, where you want to be. Well, you know what? I, I'd, be a, I'd be a great shotgun preacher. Can I just preach? Come on, I, I, I'd be great at this. No, no, no. You, you want, you got you to fill in the need. Well, that's great, amen. We, we like, we, maybe you get a shot up here, but why don't you help out over here? Why don't, you have, why don't you preach to the kids first before you preach to the church? Come on, somebody. Come on, why don't you go out there and, and practice on those little ones, amen, and show your love to these little ones, amen, before you come up and see, you know, you're someone. Humility, church. Serve where it's needed. You got to do and do what God has entrusted us with. How many know that he's, in, he's given us a lot? Freely you receive, freely give. Let's not just come to church. Let's be the church and serve. Come on. Church is not because you come here. Church is who you are. It's outside these doors. It's who you become for Christ and you serve God. See, it's making church priority. Come on. Coming with a church attitude. Come on. I, my, my, my church is my life. God, you can count on me whatever you want. I mean, I'll be there to do my part. 
I'm not going to entrust it to somebody else. If God has given me the responsibility to oversee a ministry, that's my position. That's my job. You know what? I promise pastor I'll be there, amen, to usher. I promise pastor I'll do this or that, amen. I promise, amen, that I would do this. I'm going to do it. That's my responsibility. That is my life, amen. God, you can count on me. When I told you you can do, you can use whatever you want to use in my life, do whatever you want to do, we don't turn back. We continue to serve God. Remember when I told you, when you told me that, son, that you'll do anything? You got to go back to that church. Let's be the church. Let's serve where it's needed. Let's serve each other. We got to serve our brothers and sisters. I know you're having a hard time. Others are too. Maybe together we can fix each other. Come on, I'll pray for you, you pray for me, I'll fast for you, I'll, you fast for me. Come on, it's coming together, amen, and know that you're not alone. Come on, you're going through problems, I'm going through problems. Let's party. <laughs> let's, go have a, let's go have some coffee, let's go have a hamburger, amen. Let's, just, let's hang out, amen. You know, whatever it is, let's, let's come together. Why do we shut down? We don't fellowship. You should be fellowshipping when you have problems. You need brethren. You need people together to talk you through and fellowship, church. Come on, let's serve our God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says, don't forsake the assembly of God's people. Don't neglect the church. 1 Corinthians 12, 25 to 27 says this, so that there shall be no division in the body, but all its parts should be equal Concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now that you are the, the body of Christ and each one of you as, it, as, as part of it. All of us are part of this, church. We come together in this. Come on, we're all part of this. You just got to be faithful. You just got to be loyal. You just got to be committed. And you need to find your part. It's time to find a part. Come on, point to somebody. Says, it's time to find your part. Come on, find your part. Find your part, amen. It's, come on. You've been coming in, sitting down. Well, the vacation's over now. Come on. It's time to find a part. It's time to say, where can I serve? What can I do? Come on, we need, we need ushers. We need more ushers. We need usherettes. Come on, we need a lot of teachers. Come on, somebody. We need to fall in love with our kids, amen. Come on, and pour, our, pour God into them, amen. We need to do our part in, our, in the church. You all have a part, amen. Come on, if you're the best vacuum cleaner, then I need somebody to vacuum, amen. Give me that vacuum, pastor. Watch this. Woo! I'm bad. I'm bad with a vacuum. You know, whatever it is, you know what, we need help in the cafe, we need some more people that will take transitions and work in that cafe and, and help, help Sister Cookie there and get some relief and get everybody to work in that. Let that family grow. There's all kinds of parts, church. And people that will keep an eye outside and say, man, there's a piece of paper here. Let me throw that away. That's your part. Taking care of the church. Not that all. Oh, who's, who's, who's ushering? Paper, you forgot one. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's not going to go well at all. Come on, you see it? Take ownership. Throw it away. Don't wait for somebody. Well, you know, let me throw that away. It's my church. 
Or, or, or don't do it when, oh, here comes pastor. Oh, oh, pastor, you caught me. Oh. <laughs> Look, I'm throwing the trash. The, the usher forgot. <laughs> you start pointing out people with their wrongs and everything. Come on. Come on, you, you, you do it. You do it because you love your church. You do your part, whatever it is, church. We all have a part that we can do. Another translation of Hebrews chapter 10.25 says, don't neglect the church. Another translation says, don't stop meeting together. Another one says, don't give up meeting together. We, can't, we cannot give up coming, not coming to church. Church has to be your life. Come on, if you want God to make a difference, then he has to be part of your life. Come on, it's church is, God is first. God, family, ministry is really last. We, we need to take care of, we got to do what God's telling us to do. We need to continue to love our family. Then we do what God's telling us to do in the ministry. But if you got to rip or reverse around him and you're neglecting the family and putting ministry, then you got it wrong. Come on, you got to put that in order because if you do all those things, then everything in the house will be taken care of. Everything in this house will be taken care of because everyone will be doing their part. You'll be good with God. You'll be good with your wife. She'll be able to release you when you want to do ministry or you release your wife to do ministry because everything is going in perfect order, church. Now, if you reverse it and you're putting ministry before your wife or your husband or your children, all of a sudden now you're neglecting that. Now you got a, you got a problem. But if you do it in that order, every role gets filled. Every role gets filled, church. And we all get to do our part. And we all get to do it in love. We don't look at it as duty. We don't look at it as saying, ah, oh, oh, my turn. <laughs> oh, man, I got to watch the brats. I mean the kids. Let me, let me tell you something. We don't watch our kids. We teach our kids. It's an honor and privilege to go in there and teach our kids. I'm coming here for Generation on Fire because I, wanna, I want the teenagers to come and ask whatever question they want because I want to help them. I want to help them with whatever I can. I'm not saying I know all the answers, but I'm going to let the Holy Spirit just guide me. And we're going to have a Holy Ghost time, amen. I want these children to say, man, whatever question, whatever struggle you have, ask it. Let's get a hold of it right now. I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve the kids. I'm here to do whatever I need to do. For anyone, God, it says don't give up meeting together. A definition for neglect is this, to pay little attention, to disregard, or to leave undone or unattended. We cannot leave the church unattended. We cannot leave an absent, a part of the body, church. Every part is important. And we all have to do our parts. Remember in Haggai chapter 1, what happened there? The people neglected the church. They were so focused on their own lives, in their own homes, and building their homes, and buying new cars, and going back, you know, putting, putting brand new pools, remodeling the house, and all this stuff. Look at my house, Pastor, it's cool. Yet his house lied in ruins. In Haggai, the problem for the people of Judah was they're, they're, they had confused priorities. Where's God in the list of your priorities, church? Where is he at? Is he in the middle? Is he towards the end, the bottom? Is he, is he even in your top ten? Come on. God has to be number one. You got anything first, amen, you need to knock that out, and God has to be number one. Is it hot in here, church? 
Oh, man, I'm hot. Cool. Hallelujah. It's okay. I'm almost finished. Amen. I'm going to go a little faster now. Amen. But where is God in your list? Amen. Where is he? Come on. Think about your list right now. Don't name it out. Is he number one in your life? Is he the first thing you think about when you go, when you wake up and the last thing you think about when you go to sleep? Come on, are you thinking about him throughout the day, amen? Come on, is God priority? Is Wednesday night a priority to you? Say, I got to be in church. Sunday is a priority. I need to be in church. Come on, the women's thing, I got to be there, amen. I got to be part of the church because I'm a woman. I need to be there for my family. Come on, is it a priority in your list or is it, or is it inconvenient for you? Because it bothers your other list. Church has to be number one, church. When he's not, your priorities are confused. And when we're confused in our priorities, his house, listen, will lie in ruins. Don't neglect meeting together. Let's not give up the encouragement and the help of other Christians, church. We are gathered here to share our faith and strengthen each other in the Lord. Right? Come on, it, 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 man, sometimes you can be discouraged and come out because, oh, man, brother so-and-so, I just want to see, man. And, not, and you get encouraged by each other. Or just simply a hug from someone that makes you feel better. Come on, just coming and seeing somebody that you have not seen, it brings joy. You know, there has to be coming here. You got to come in here with some excitement when you get in the house. You know, I like coming in and, and you know, as I drive up and Sister Jan's already greeting already. I said, man, look at she's already in position. I come in, man, when I see people doing things, man, thank you. You know, at, at the end of at the end of service, hey, man, I, I thank people as I'm leaving. I say, you know what, thank you for your service today, man. I appreciate that. Because it, it is important, church, to take notice, but you're doing your part, and it feels good when you're appreciated as well. You know, we do our part. It does not go unnoticed, amen. Now, come on, you may not get the claps up here and say, oh, come on, let's give a hand clap for brother so-and-so. It's just a so-and-so. They clean the toilets. Woo! Let's bring them up here. No, but you, 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 your praise comes from a lot higher place, guys, uh, who's, who's there looking at everything that you do, and it goes unnoticed. Uh, what you do in secret, amen. Uh, come on, uh, he brings promotion and, and open. Come on, he, he's the one that brings the increase. As you serve, you don't go unnoticed. God sees it. I may not see everything, but I catch it. Church, we're doing a part, church. And I appreciate everyone that does a part here. It does not go unnoticed. We do it unto God. We don't do it for any other, anything more, anything more than that, church. We just do it for God. I'm doing this because I love God. I do what I do because I love God. I'm not here to get the pat on the back. I'm not here to, you know, let me tell you, pats on my back don't come very, they're far in between, church. But my God, every service is saying, that's my boy. And that's the only one I got to get applause for. Come on, you may not be standing here. Oh, yeah, Pat. But my son, when I'm driving home, we did it again. I said, we did, huh? <laughs> it was cool. The weekend, man, I was just blown away, man. And after service, I was like, God, you're too much. This is, you're too much. You're a show-off. And he does. He shows himself off, man. What was that phrase that you were saying, show up and what? Show out. God was showing out, man. 
And he showed up and he showed out. And I was, I was just there. He just used me as a vessel. I said, God, thank you for this honor. Thank you for using my mouth. Not that I'm no one special, but God was just working. God, all glory went to God. And I was just, man, you, God, that was so good. He tells me, you're one of my favorite. And I said, I know. <laughs> you're one of his favorite. You got to know that, church. God loves you. God loves you. God brags about you. Each one of you. I believe that if God had a wallet, he'd have your picture in it. Do you see my daughter? Look at her. Look at my boy. Come on. Come on. If he had a refrigerator, your picture would be on there. That's my boy. That's my girl. Let me tell you what they do for me. Come on. Does, does God brag about you? Or is he waiting for you to do something? Come on. Give him something to brag about, church. It's time for us to get busy. It's time for us to serve. Come on. See, as we get closer to the day when Christ returns, we're going to face many spiritual battles and struggles, even times of persecution. Come on, somebody say amen. We see it today. But these difficulties should never be an excuse for missing church. As difficulties come, church, we should make it a greater effort to be faithful to church. Come on, the world's going through things. Man, I, I got to be in church. I got to equip myself. I need, I need to prepare myself for the end. I need to prepare myself for those that need help. I can't be down, amen, if someone needs uplifting. Come on, we have to be up at all times because you never know when God's going to bring that person to cross your path to tell them about Jesus. And we can't just tell God, I'm too tired. God, I, I, I don't have time. God, you know what? I, I don't feel like it. We've got to change the attitude and say, man, I'm a servant at all times. God, even though I'm going through a trouble right now, a problem right now, God, use me if you need me. Send me see. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Not only when I say to open the eyes to the need of the church, open your eyes to the needs of the world. God, where, where do you need me? Where can I share? What can I do? Man, my ears are always open at work when they're talking stuff, and I'm there to just encourage them or make them laugh a little bit. You know, God uses my humor in ways to make people laugh. And when they laugh, they open up, and then I can talk to them. That's how I operate church. If I can get somebody just to get laughing and they say, hey, 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 you're pretty cool, then I can, I can work in and say, you know what, let me help you with some things. Let me share some things with you. Amen? Come on, church. I'm going to close tonight because I'm hungry. <laughs> I have not ate. <laughs> Hallelujah. I ate some food, yeah, spiritual food, but I need some physical food. No. But are you ready to serve? Are you ready? you, you got to ask yourself. See, we can say yes, but the actions is where it's, so, when it's shown. Come on, we can all say the right thing, church. It's doing it. Come on. Are you ready to put on the apron? Or will you use the excuse, I have too many problems and I'm not ready? Can I tell you something? Even sickness can't stop you from serving God. And serving in the kingdom. 
I pray and hope that your answer tonight is, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to serve, Pastor. I'm ready to be faithful. I'm ready to be committed. I'm ready to do whatever it takes. What is it that you want me to do? And as we do that, church, we can build this church and build his kingdom. Amen? Why don't we all stand up?